Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, the team was very busy on Tuesday, restructuring Jimmy G's contract, adding a player to the practice squad, releasing the first depth chart of the 2023 season, and oh, by the way, there was a little bit of a situation going on with Chandler Jones and social media. All that plus a lot more comes up on Wednesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for September 6, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders, win. part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team Just every win. day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. Welcome here, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. And of course, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, thank you. We definitely appreciate you in a major way. And we appreciate my man, Ari, who does a great job making sure we're up on YouTube looking good and sounding good. So we appreciate him in a major way. Check him out on Twitter at Ari Produces. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, you can at your boy Q254. And we got the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. As a matter of fact, those calls and texts are coming up in segment number three of the show. Lots of calls and texts to get to as it is the first week of the 2023 season. Of course, everything gets started on Thursday with the Chiefs and the Lions and the Raiders get everything started on Sunday versus Denver Broncos. Coming up tomorrow, I'll give you a little bit of an early preview. We will have the crossover edition, the first crossover edition of the 2023 season. A lot of people, this is their favorite show. When you kind of uh, compare and contrast what's going on with the two teams, we'll do that on tomorrow's show. And then Friday, I'll give you keys to victory for the silver and black on Sunday because now it's official like a referee's whistle. But uh, that's coming up on tomorrow and Friday's show. Segment number three of today's show, as I mentioned, calls and texts. Segment number two, dedicating the whole segment to Chandler Jones and what's going on with social media and uh, what he had to say about the organization, the GM and head coach, and, you know, just kind of uncharacteristic moves and, I don't know, just weird social media posts from Chandler Jones. So what all could that mean? Well, we'll talk about it in segment number two, but I'll just tell you, I like to err on the side of caution when it comes to situations like this because this is really an extreme and really uncharacteristic like when it comes to Chandler Jones here in segment number one. I'll give you the news in the notes of the day. and I'll tell you about that after I tell you about the title sponsor, which is Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. I'll tell you a lot more about them later on in the show. And if you're checking the show out on YouTube, you could tell that, well, I'm still on the campus of ESPN. I'll be here all the way through Friday morning. Uh, I got here very early on Thursday morning, about 7.30 a.m. Eastern time. And, well, I got off the radio at 1 a.m. Wednesday morning, Easter time, and I jumped immediately into this podcast. So we've been going and going and going nonstop. No breaks, slight lunch, and, uh, yeah, and it's been a great thing. The experience has been great so far. Uh, man, I'm just I'm having the time of my life. So please don't feel bad for the long days. I would have it no other way. But as you can tell, I'm right now in the campus, and again, if you're checking this out on YouTube, this is actually the old Mike and Mike studio that I'm in recording this show, so that's kind of a cool thing for anyone like me who goes back with Mike and Mike way back in the day. But let's go ahead and jump into the Raiders news. Off top, the Raiders restructured Jimmy G's contract. This is the second time that that's happened, and Field Yates of ESPN reported the Raiders have restructured the contract of Jimmy G, creating $17 million in 2023 cap space per source. And according to Vinny Bonsignor, he said the Raiders' Jimmy G restructure eased their 20. 2023 cap by 17 millions in terms of where they actually are in cap space now has them at about 10.075 million 
under the salary cap. So look, they freed up $17 million, but they came into the day about almost $7 million in the red. So they had to go ahead and make a move. They did. They restructured Jimmy G, which means basically they kicked some money down the down the line, kicked, down, kicked the can down the road like a lot of teams do, and created $17 million in cap space, but really only about $10 million in actual cap space that they can use. So a lot of people think that that's going to be an, a big move that they have coming up. At the end of the day, it could just be to get uh, in compliance with the uh, with the roster the way it's supposed to be and the salary cap the way it's supposed to be, and there could be no move on the way. But it also does give them an opportunity to make a move if they find need be. So there you go. Raiders restructured Jimmy G. Again, a lot of people think it's a big move is on the way. I don't see it coming, but... You never know. They could look at the roster and say, yeah, we need to make this move, and maybe there's someone out there that's available that may be a little bit of cost, you know, cost a little bit of money. So there's always that. But, again, as far as I'm concerned, it's really just to get themselves under the cap and then give them a little bit of wiggle room after that. Also on Tuesday, the Raiders made another practice squad addition, and I mentioned it on Tuesday's show that this is going to happen quite a bit. Well, it will. The Raiders re-signed wide receiver Keelan Cole. Remember, he was a guy that was uh, released on, uh, on Tuesday when the cutdowns came down from 90 to 53 men. He was a guy that I pegged to be released, and he ultimately was. But they re-signed him to the practice squad on Tuesday, and then they turned around and released wide receiver Antoine Wesley from the practice squad. So Keelan Cole back. Antoine Wesley is now gone. So a familiar face returns to the silver and black. And look, that's one of the things that's going to happen. And you're starting to see a lot of these guys that were waived. And I mentioned it when they cut them down from 90 to 53. They were going to bring back as many of these guys as possible onto the practice squad. They're more valuable. The guys that were already there are more valuable than a Antoine Wesley. Like a Keelan Cole is way more valuable than Antoine Wesley because he's been with the team. Right? He spent the whole training camp with the team. He spent last year with the team, so he knows the ins and outs as opposed to Antoine Wesley, who's got to try to learn things. So they bring him in. They kind of give him a couple reps, see what he can do as far as practice goes. And all right, well, after weighing my options, I think Keelan Cole makes more sense. And so a lot of times these guys already have kind of made a deal with the agents and the player and said, hey, this is our plan. We're going to waive you right now, but we're going to bring you back at this certain time. That's kind of how these things work. So not a big surprise, but Keelan Cole Sr. is now back with the silver and black on the practice squad. Real quickly, I'll go through the first depth chart. Uh, this is official as of September 5th, 2023. And, of course, the depth chart is fluid, even though it is an official thing. They put it out each and every week. I don't know how much it's going to change, but I'll go through it real, real quick just to see if there's anything that stands out. So here we go offensively. Wide receiver one, Devontae Adams. Behind him, Christian Wilkerson. So it's really a, a two-deep uh, depth chart. It's not a three-deep outside of a couple positions. There are a few positions where it's a three-deep, but for the most part, it's a two-deep depth chart. Again, Devontae Adams followed by Christian Wilkerson. At the other wide receiver position, you have Hunter Renfro uh, and Trey Tucker. That's obviously in the slot. And then on the outside, Jacoby Myers and DeAndre Carter. So the starting wide receiver is Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro. Uh, behind Jacoby Myers is DeAndre Carter. And behind Hunter Renfro is rookie Trey Tucker. Along the offensive line, Colton Miller at the left tackle. Left guard is Dylan Parham. Center is Andre James. Right guard, Greg Van Roten. And right tackle, Jermaine Luminor. Behind M Miller at the left tackle spot, Justin Heron. How about this? Left guard, center, and right guard, two deep. Jordan Meredith, Jordan Meredith, and Jordan Meredith again. You wonder why Jordan Meredith made the team? Right there. Versatility, versatility, versatility. He could play any of those positions. So he's in the two deep behind the left guard, the center, and the right guard. At the right tackle position, Thayer Mumford. 
So that shouldn't be a big surprise. He battled with Jermaine Illuminor all summer long for that right tackle spot. And who knows, that could flip-flop at some point. But to start things out, not a big surprise. Jermaine Illuminor at the right tackle position with Thayer Mufford behind him. Tight end position, Austin Hooper is a starter with Michael Mayer right behind him. Jesper Horstead in the three-hole. Uh, quarterback, Jimmy G, followed by Brian Hoyer and Aiden O'Connell. Running back, Josh Jacobs, Amir White, Amir Abdullah, and Brandon Bolden. Brandon Bolden's a special teams guy. So mainly you're going to see Josh Jacobs, Amir White, and Amir Abdullah, and then Jakob Johnson is there at the fullback position. So that's the starting offense. On the defensive side of things, defensive end, Max Crosby. The other defensive end, Chandler Jones. Obviously we're going to talk a lot about him coming up in segment number two. Behind Crosby, Malcolm Kuntz, third-year guy out of, uh, out of Buffalo. Behind Chandler Jones, rookie Tyree Wilson. The defensive tackle positions, Jerry Tillery is a starter. Bilal Nichols is a starter. Behind Tillery is John Jenkins. Behind Nichols is Adam Butler and Byron Young. And, oh, yeah, Nesta Jade Silvera is in the three-hole behind Tillery and Jenkins. So there you go, three-hole deep when it comes to defensive tackles. Jerry Tillery followed by John Jenkins followed by Nesta Jade Silvera. Bilal Nichols followed by Adam Butler followed by rookie Byron Young. Uh, The linebacker position, Robert Spillane and Divine Diablo and Luke Masterson. Those are the starting three uh, linebackers, even though most of the time you'll probably see only two of them out there in Spillane and Diablo. Uh, Behind Spillane is Curtis Bolton. Behind Masterson is Amari Bernie. Uh, There's nobody at the middle linebacker position behind Divine Diablo. So two outside linebackers, again, Spillane, Masterson, Bolton, and Amari Bernie are behind those guys, and the middle linebacker is Divine Diablo. As far as the starting corners go, uh, you have Nate Hobbs, Marcus Peters, and then uh, you have Ja'Korian Bennett behind Hobbs, Brandon Faison behind Peters, David Long Jr. in the three-hole behind Hobbs and Ja'Korian Bennett, and Meek Robertson in the three-hole behind Peters and Faison. So there you go. Nate Hobbs, Ja'Korian Bennett, David Long, uh, Marcus Peters, Brandon Faison, and Meek Robertson. So to me, interesting, I feel like Nate Hobbs is going to play in the slot as opposed to the outside. But the way that it seems on this depth chart is that Nate Hobbs is going to be on the outside and Ja'Korian Bennett in the slot, which... Again, I could totally be reading that incorrectly, but most of the time, the starting outside corners are on the first string, and then the first guy back is in the slot. And maybe because Corey Bennett's been banged up a little bit, maybe he needs to be on the inside. I'm not too sure, but that'll be interesting to see what happens come Sunday versus Denver. I do expect it to be Peters and Bennett with Hobbs in the slot, but we'll see how it shakes out. Again, on the depth chart, it uh, really reads the other way. Hobbs and Peters on the outside, Bennett in the slot, Face on behind Peters, David Long Jr. behind Bennett and Hobbs, and Amik Robertson behind Peters and Face on. As far as the safeties go, free safety, free safety is Trayvon Merrick, strong safety Marcus Epps. Uh, behind Merrick, you have Isaiah Palomao, and then behind uh, Marcus Epps at the strong safety position, Roderick Teamer, and then Chris Smith, the second, is in the three hole at that strong safety position. The specialist, no uh, no surprise, punter A.J. Cole, kicker Daniel Carlson, holder A.J. Cole, long snapper Jacob Bobenmoyer, kick returner DeAndre Carter, followed by Amir Abdullah, punt returner DeAndre Carter, followed by Hunter Renfro. So there you go. That's the deep, the depth chart right there. Uh, two deep at most of the positions, three deep at a few of the positions. And, of course, that is fluid. That's always subject to change as well. So don't take a whole lot into it but thought it was important to kind of go over it at least to see what it looks like initially also 
Final little nugget for segment number one of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast. The Raiders will get back to practice today. Matter of fact, depending on what time you're listening to this, 9.45 a.m., head coach Josh McDaniels will be available in the media room to talk to everyone. I won't be there. Obviously, I'm in Bristol, Connecticut, so I won't be there for the presser, but should be an interesting one, especially with the Chandler Jones situation. I'm sure he'll get peppered with a few questions. Don't think you'll get too many answers from head coach Josh McDaniels, but I do expect him to get peppered with a few questions. He'll speak at 9.45. Practice is open to the media from 11.25 to 11.55 uh, Pacific time. And then 1.25 to 2.10, you're going to have Jimmy Garoppolo and Devontae Adams available at the podium and the indoor facility. And then the locker room will be open to the media uh, as well during that same period. So uh, this is the time when it's a regular season. The locker room is open following practice, and that's always a really good thing. Unfortunately for me, my show on Radio Raider Nation Radio 920 starts at 2 o'clock, so I'm never available to get there. But Vinny Bonsignor usually supplies me with some really good sound, so I look forward to that. So that's kind of the the media day and what it looks like and when we should expect to hear from Coach McDaniels, when practice is, and when the locker room opens up and hearing from Jimmy G and Devontae Adams all coming up this afternoon. Coming up in segment number two, Chandler Jones. I guarantee he'll be a subject of plenty of questions uh, today at the facility, but uh, there's a lot of questions going on with Chandler Jones on Tuesday on social media and amongst Raider Nation. We'll definitely talk about that coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, and we'll jump right into it after I tell you about Harry's. No matter why you shave, Harry's has you covered for the best shave of your life at a price that you'll love. From their legendary high-quality razors to skin products like exfoliating face wash and hydrating lotions, Harry's gives you a premium shave without the premium price tag. Get better quality and a better price than other razors when you get Harry's delivered right to your door. The starter set is a $13 value for just $3 at harrys.com NFL. This includes a five-blade German engineer razor, weighted handle, foaming shaving gel, and a travel cover. Scheduled delivery for refills as low as $2, half what you pay for other blades. And Harry's makes the best skincare products that'll give you the best shave ever. Creams, washes, lotions that'll keep your skin healthy and hydrated. And how important is that? Blades made in their own factory in Germany that stay sharp. Guys who tried it say their eighth shave is as sharp as their first one. Sleek, uh, weighted handles that look great in your bathroom and give you precise control with each swipe. Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, and they're still offering a no-risk trial. Don't like your shave? No worry. It's on them. So get your best shave ever this summer and into the fall with Harry's razor and skincare products. Get a $13 starter set for only $3 at harrys.com slash NFL. That's harrys.com slash NFL for a $3 starter set. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Got to jump into this Chandler Jones situation that that occurred on Tuesday and all this social media and a lot of Raider Nation was freaking out. A lot of folks calling my radio show, wondering what the hell is going on. Uh, I jumped on ESPN radio with Amber and Ian. Uh, they were like, hey, you're the Raider guy. Might as well have you on the show as well. And it's funny because now that I'm doing this ESPN national show, my show game night actually comes on right after Amber and Ian. So it's kind of like a preview of the show, but it was conversation about Chandler Jones, what was going on with social media. And I'll say this off top. I don't know Chandler Jones. Like, he's not the guy I can pick up the phone and give him a call or shoot him a text and he's going to respond. I see him around the facility. He's talked to us amongst the media many times, seen him in the locker room, talked to him then. He's always been a very respectful dude, a dude that, you know, doesn't come off real brash. You know, he answers our questions, uh, good, bad, or ugly. I know there was a time last year where he really didn't talk following games, but that was fine. 
but he's never been rude or disrespectful as far as I'm concerned. Now, that doesn't mean that that's who he is all the time, but that's who he seems to be amongst us. Now, again, he doesn't have to be that guy. That's his prerogative. It is what it is. But everything that I saw from his social media accounts, his Instagram account on, uh, on Tuesday, did not seem like Chandler Jones to me. But again, that's just me. So, I don't know what's going on. I was walking around ESPN. I was meeting and greeting with the people I was supposed to. And all of a sudden, my phone started going off. The alert, the alert, the alert. Had my phone on vibrating. It's just vibrating in the back of my pocket. And you know how it is when you're trying to talk to people in person and you don't want to be rude and look at your phone? That's what I was trying to do. But at some point, it was the inevitable. It's like, all right, I just got to do it because, well, it's just... You know, something something major is going on, and that's when it hit me. That's when I saw not only people DMing me, asking me what's going on with Chandler Jones, but just the Raiders news popping up on my phone, and I had to, I couldn't ignore it because, I mean, well, again, uh, covering the Raiders like I cover the Raiders, definitely got to be on top of it. So there was a variety, a bunch of different, you know, social media posts that went out that just, again, seemed very bizarre from Chandler Jones. And I don't know this to be true. I really don't. But I feel like that this is a much deeper situation uh, than what it really appears to be on the surface. I mean, from, you know, him not being able to get into the facility to apparently he's saying the Raiders reached out to his BM, which stands for baby mama, uh, talking about him at work and possibly what's going on, uh, you know, to him being mad at the head coach and the GM, talking about working out at a facility that's not the facility but a local gym because he can't get in. Like, it just seemed like a really strange situation. So one of the first social media posts looks like a text message, like a screenshot that was a bunch of messages that he sent out with nobody responding. Responding. Uh, this one, how do you expect me to play this season? I can't even get my GM on the phone. Thanks for that portal. Should I call Josh or will he not pick up either? Why y'all bring me to Vegas to play with me? Uh, then it also says, I sent this to your roomie, and it was a, a kissing emoji and a heart. Then it's another one. It's a shame that I'm a top athlete with 112 sacks in the NFL, and I have to go to a local gym to work out during the season and prepare myself. So that was one. And I'm like, okay, that's strange. Another one. They won't let me in the building, though, trying to provoke uh, and says a word that he shouldn't say, uh, you know, uh, uh, the N-word. Shouldn't say that on social media. I'm not going to say that here on the show. It goes on to say, and they had direct contact to my BM, and we ain't been together for five years. Some lady reporting to her about how I was at work when I don't even talk to her about work or any anything person. Like, how you know my BM? Provoked. And then the final one. F it, I don't want to play for the Raiders if that's my head coach or GM. I want Patrick Graham, Ivy League, another N-word you shouldn't say. But those were the ones. And then there was also, uh, you know, a, a picture of a letter that he wrote. and He was referencing Antonio Brown and Kanye West and Alden Smith. And so I say all that to tell you this, that, and I don't know this, right? But I have learned to be, and I tried to explain this the best I could on Raider Nation Radio 920. Some people just didn't want to hear it. Some people were like, yeah, F that. Josh McDaniels is terrible. Dave, Dave Ziegler is, is losing the locker room. I don't see it like that. I honestly believe because, again, I don't th- feel like any of this is in Chandler Jones' you know, DNA or his character. It just doesn't seem like this, that's the, the kind of guy he is. Now, also, these social media posts have been deleted. So there's that, right? But I, I just I feel like that there's something way deeper than just a, a, a misunderstanding with the coach or the GM, right? It just feels different. Like, if you can't get in the building, and I use this example, and I think that Tuesday being here at ESPN was a perfect example. I went and got my badge, right? I got my name badge. I had to go to security, had to take a picture. They created a badge for me. That makes me, I'm an employee. So I have a badge now where I can go to any of the little, you know, the little scan things and scan it, beep, and then it'll go from red to green, and I can get in that door. 
right? If that all of a sudden doesn't work, if I come back tomorrow afternoon and I try to scan that and it doesn't work, that didn't come from the ground floor, right? That came from somebody higher up. So I look at the Raiders, and if you look at them and, and their organization and the facility, like just say a three layer building like the first floor second floor third floor i feel like if someone says yeah chandler jones can't get in that's on the third floor that's above the 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 lower level right i mean because at the facility you have the security gate where you drive in you you know put your badge boom you get in so one i'm thinking that okay security probably should have known that chandler jones can't get in but say they didn't know that and they let him in if all of a sudden his key card is not working to get in the building that's something that comes from higher up. That's, you know, that's in the at least front office. I don't think that has anything to do with the head coach. That's at least the front office. And if not, the front office is a little bit higher up. So I don't know what's going on. I can't provide any kind of clarity on it because I don't know the situation. But I will say over the past few years, I have been way more um, not sympathetic. That's the wrong word. That sounds like, I don't know. That sounds like I, it just doesn't sound right. I've been more more aware and really kind of you know cautious when it comes to like mental health situations i really think that uh since we've had so much light shed on mental health situations that we have to be very careful so when we start talking about just get on the field and play and you're getting a a paycheck and you only gave us four and a half sacks last year anyway and and i've heard all of that right i have people call my radio show angry like pissed off at either Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, Chandler Jones, and I keep trying to tell them, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If this is something way bigger than football going on with Chandler Jones, that's something to be concerned about. Because, again, these are all red flags to me, these social media posts, because they are not, again, what I know from Chandler Jones. I don't know him like that. I haven't grown up with him. You know, he's not my best friend. He's not that guy. So I can't tell you word for word and, and for, as a matter of fact, as who he is as a person away from the, the facility. This just doesn't seem like Chandler Jones. So I, I really believe that there's a deeper issue going on here. I think sooner rather than later, we may find out and get a little bit of clarity on th- things. But I just like to understand and, and, and say and sympathize with people and say, hey, you know what? This could easily be something way bigger than football. And I don't want to be the guy to say, hey, just get out there and, and play. It's almost that, you know, shut up and dribble type thing. I'm not going to be that guy. Some people don't like to hear that. Some people want me to have all the answers. And some people have shows where they're going all the way in and they're, they have their opinions and they think that they know exactly what's happening. It's funny. One of the first guys that called my radio show on Tuesday was so up in arms about you know, Coach McDaniels and losing the locker room, this, that, and the other. And so when he took a breath, I said, okay, let me ask you one question, man. What happened in this situation? Explain to me what happened because I don't know. And his answer was, well, I don't know, but that's exactly right. So I don't want to speculate, right? I think that we have to be very cautious with that. This seems like a situation that could be bad. And if anything, I'd rather Chandler Jones uh, or this situation gets smoothed out and worked out, and we've been correct about it when we talk about it, as opposed to us speculating on what's going on. So I'm not saying that it's a mental health situation. It just seems like it has it could it could be leaning that way with all the posts and all everything that that was put out there. It just again doesn't seem like Chandler Jones. You know, if all of a sudden you see me on Twitter and there's a bunch of you know cursing from me, guess what? That's not me. If you go back in my Twitter account, you'll see that I never curse on Twitter. I won't. But if all of a sudden you see a, a you know, a, a four, five, six, six tweets that are all me cursing, wait, something's going on. And I've had to really 
take care of my mental health uh, over the past few years. I've learned a lot about that on my side of things. And so, you know, I don't want to be out of character towards you as, as Raider Nation and, and listeners to the show and me professionally, but also a, a, a in my home life. Like, I've had to check myself a few times on, hey, I – I need to make sure my mentals are right because my family's getting a, a crazy vibe from me that's not cool. And, I, you know, people have, have said, hey, I, I'm thinking about you. You need to worry about this or worry about that. And it really helps kind of open my eyes. So I'm sensitive to situations like this. I just don't think that this is as cut and dry as, oh, this guy's being asked to restructure his contract or he's doing this. You know what I mean? I just I feel like it's bigger than that. So I just want to cautious every, caution everybody to be careful when they start getting angry at this situation because, again, it feels like this situation could be way bigger than just simple football player not happy with his situation. So that's really all I got in that. I know there's a lot of people that have their feelings on it. I respect that, but those are mine. 707-654-4693. Your calls and texts are coming up as we close out today's show here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. Before we get to that, though, I do want to tell you about the title sponsor, which is Game Time. And think about tickets. Think about this upcoming season. Think about trying to get those tickets last minute. Like maybe you're in the Denver area and you want to go to this game on Sunday. Or maybe you're thinking about that week three game, that home opener versus Pittsburgh Steelers. And But you just don't want to get the tickets right now. Well, the good thing is game time will get the stress out of it. You can buy tickets at the last second and you're not going to have to be stressed out. And, and it's not just football games. They have tickets to everything. Sports, music, comedy, theater, whatever the case may be, they've got it. Last-minute tickets, they have great deals. The best prices guaranteed. So stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you're going to have. Again, don't have to plan in advance, the months in advance. You know, like a lot of times people will say, you better get the tickets early. I'll get your best price. Not with game time. They got deals on tickets right up to the day of the event for everything. You're going to get the best price. You'll find the tickets in the same section and row for less. And if you do, game time will credit you 100%. 110% of the difference. That's what's going to let you know that you're getting the best price because if you do find those tickets, they're going to get you hooked up. So uh, get images of your seat before you buy. You'll know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, boom, you're set. Tickets, they go directly to your phone. You never have to dig through your email or anything. Right now, snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and text draft at Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Raider Miles from the Mile High. He's calling to talk about ruining the Broncos season. Something he feels like could happen on Sunday if the Raiders win. And he's a member in Bronco country. So he's hearing all the conversation about this game coming up on Sunday. He's pretty pumped up as well. Here he is, Raider Miles from the Mile High. Hey, what's going on, Q? What's going on, Raider Nation? This is Raider Miles from the Mile High. Um, hey, I'm out here listening to these Bronco fans, man. It, it's kind of crazy. I think they really think that they should beat us. They, they, they will. We will wreck their whole season with a win, and and they act like they're better than us when we we're on this six and zero streak against them. Um, nine out of the last ten. Um, it's funny they. They 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 look down on the Raiders. They think that's a that's who they hate the most. But then they really hate Josh McDaniels. Same reason why some of us are doubting Josh McDaniels' talent, or why they why 
is pressing them to lose to Josh McDaniel. And most importantly, though, I want to say congratulations, Q, on getting your show. You spoke it into existence. And you worked on it. Uh, your example for all the Raider Nation, man. I'm glad you're the voice of the Raider Nation. I'm proud of your your, um, your accomplishments. Keep it up, bro. Let's go, Raider Nation. Let's get this dub to start the season. Raider Miles out. Thanks so much for the call, my man. I appreciate the compliments on the new job. It's a fantastic opportunity. I, I really do appreciate it. And, you know, it's another milestone in my life. So I appreciate you rocking with me. And, yeah, I believe the win on Sunday for the Raiders would make them, and I mean them, the Denver Broncos, super salty. Right, I've talked about the fact that the the Raiders uh, were requested by Denver and Sean Payton. They wanted to host the the uh, the Raiders Week One. Now, Cody Rourke, host of Locked On Broncos, has come back and said that that's not true. That's not a thing. Even though that's what, and I told him, you know, straight up, like, hey, that's what I've heard from multiple people that cover the Broncos. But he said, yeah, it's not a thing. Sean Payton doesn't care. So maybe he's right. Right? I, I have a lot of respect for Cody, so I'm not going to discredit him. You know, and I know that he's there. He's got the finger on the pulse more than I do. So again, that's what. I've been told and I heard, but maybe it's not true, right? Either way, I think it would go a long way for the Raiders themselves. Forget Denver. It'd go a long way for the Raiders to get that first victory under their belt right out the gates and, you know, get a little bit of confidence. I think that'd be a big deal. So, yeah, I think everyone will have a really good day. Uh, Nice victory Monday. Love to get that first victory Monday uh, in September 11th, right? As opposed to what? The Raiders got their first victory last season in October, I believe it was the first win they got was in October. Uh, that's far too long before you get the first victory. So let's hopefully they get it this first week. I do believe that they're the better team, so they should. But shoulda, woulda, coulda. Got to go out there and do it. But thanks so much for that call. I appreciate you. Up next, got a text from Raider Mike. Good morning, Q. It's Vegas Mike. Uh, crazy day with Chandler Jones. Almost feels like his account was hacked. But if it were true, what do you believe the Raiders' next move will be? After restructure Jimmy G's contra- contract, it almost feels like they're anticipating a trade soon. I doubt they worked out a new deal that fast over Jones. So it feels like they've already had someone targeted. What's your thought? Be easy, Q. That's from uh, Vegas Mike, Raider Mike, whatever you want to call him. Uh, definitely appreciate the text. And, you know, that's something that was thought about, you know, and I talked about Jimmy G's contract. Uh, the first reason that they restructured his contract was to get under the salary cap. And you never know. Right. I mean, the Raiders could decide that they're going to move on from Chandler Jones. Maybe that's why he wasn't able to get into the building. Uh, he hadn't practiced for quite a while following the, the 49ers uh, joint practices, that second practice. He hadn't been out there. And then all of a sudden he returned like last week to, to practice for the first time in a very long time. So there could be something in the works. I don't know that to be true. I'm sure Josh McDaniels will be asked about it today and he probably won't give you a whole lot. Maybe that's something that happens. Maybe that's why Chandler Jones is angry. I don't have any idea. Again, those those uh, social media posts on Instagram just seem very un-Chandler Jones-like. So that's why I don't really want to deep dive into what's going on. It just seems really, really strange. But thanks so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Up next, got a call from Lodi Cali Raider. He's calling to talk about this Raider season and lets us, lets us know what he's looking forward to the most. Here he is, Lodi Cali Raider. What up, Q? Lodi California Raider. Wanted to make a comment on your podcast that I look forward to listening to each and every single day. Um, you know, I, this, this week is pretty important, right? It's the, it's the first, first regular season week against the Broncos and uh, we, we've had some success, but I'm looking forward to specific things. You know, on the offensive side of the ball, I'm looking forward to seeing what Jacoba Myers looks like next to Devontae Adams. I'm looking forward to seeing the youngster mayor. You know what I mean? In a regular preseason game. You know, looking forward to, to on the defensive side, Marcus Epps, right? This guy is, he's all about it. You know, Robert Spillane, 
you know, new guy on our team. Old man Peters, man, bringing Westside Oakland's attitude with him and how this will affect the team. I'm looking forward to all of that. You know, and, and more importantly, I'm looking forward to our first win. Yeah, I heard the Broncos wanted us. Good. Let's give it to them. Special shout-out to my Ludai Moose brothers watching the game there on Sunday. And obviously you, Q, for everything that you do. We appreciate you. Ludai California Raider, out. Thank you so much for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And, yeah, I mean, looking forward to the season. I'm always looking forward to the season, right? It's another 18 weeks of football. 18 weeks, 17 games. You're guaranteed those 17 games, and hopefully you've earned the opportunity to play in the postseason. That's all I can think of as far as, you know, how good the offense could be. I'm thinking about that. Uh, I just feel like the defense has to complement the offense. If it can, this could be a really good team. But Jacoby Myers, Michael Mayer, you know, those guys on offense, they could be really good compliments to Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, right? I just think that those guys are going to be really uh, helpful, especially Mayer in the in the red zone and Jacoby Myers just getting open. I think Jimmy G is going to get the ball out of his hands quickly and get it to those guys. Uh, and then, of course, on defense, just the, the new guys that have been brought in uh, both ways by the draft and free agency, how they help this defense take the next step, create turnovers, get stops, force some field goals every once in a while as opposed to touchdowns will be the key for the defense success. Thanks so much for that. I do appreciate you. Got a text from Jeff from Tulsa. It says, Q, during the recent episode uh, on Aiden O'Connell with JT O'Sullivan, you mentioned NFL Maverick, AFL Godfather on Twitter, and who people think it is. I think he has left enough clues that I'm 85% sure, sure it's MD and 100% sure they're related to Al. But I think it's both funny and cool that no one, including media, is trying to uh, put him out there because that will just lead to him stop tweeting or at least not tweet like he has been. And that would suck because, damn, did he drop some juicy stuff from time to time. That's from Jeff from Tulsa. And thanks for the text. Honestly, I, I don't think it's Mark Davis. I couldn't imagine Mark Davis taking the time out of his day to tweet out pictures like he does. And he tweets out some really good stuff. I can't imagine it being MD, but maybe maybe it is. Or maybe it's someone close to MD. I don't. I honestly don't know who it is. And I've been asked, like, Q, who's AFL Godfather? I was like, I, I honestly don't know. So I, I, if I knew, I would tell you. I would tell you, and I don't think that it would it would stop this person from from tweeting. Somebody knows who it is, and I'm sure someone in the organization knows who it is, right? I mean, they're there with pictures all the time of game day in the locker room, behind the scenes. They've been there for a long time. I'll tell you right now, I had a I had a like an inkling that it was Mike Taylor, uh, MT. He's been with the organization for many many moons. He's been around. Uh, he was Al's right hand man for many years. He's still with the organization. He's, he takes care of community. Uh, services. I think that MT could be the guy. Uh, I thought Will Kiss at a certain point, but I feel like Will's job is so busy he wouldn't have time to do that. It, it, it could be, it could be uh, MT, or it could be someone else. I have no idea. Honestly, if I did, I'd come out and tell you. I'll ask MT next time I see him. I'll be like, "Hey man, are you AFL Godfather?" And just see what he says. He probably wouldn't tell me if he was, but I'll ask him anyway because you know that's that's the guy that I feel like I know has been around the team long enough to have the information that you know, AFL Godfather has. But thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. And maybe you're right. Who knows? Uh, final call comes from Emilio on Rancho Cordova. He's calling to talk about the national media and the fact that the Broncos get a ton of love every year. It seems like it just never works out. Plus, he talks about keys to victory for Sunday. Here he is, Emilio on Rancho Cordova. Hey, what's up, Q? This is Emilio from Rancho Cordova, man. I'm just calling you on my way out to the Bay Area. Um, I don't know. I think the, the first, I, I, I called the first time, but I don't know what happened. So I'm just going to review it again. But, uh, yeah, I feel, uh, I feel like the national media shows too much love to the Broncos every year. Every year they, they always say that the Broncos have a very good defense and this and that. But every, 
the case, and we continue to beat the Broncos up three years in a row now. So um, until they're able to prove, Broncos are able to prove to us that they can beat us or they have a really good defense, then, you know, I'm going to stick with us. I'm going to stick to me being confident in the Raiders, being able to dominate them, continue to do so this Sunday. And um, my keys for keys for victory on Sunday, I think if the Raiders can hold the defense to about 20 points, that would give us a good chance to win the game. And um, I, I, I want to see the defense cause some turnovers, man. I'm thinking like a, I, I'd be happy to just see like one interception and one fumble recovery or something, but if we could cause multiple, that'd be sweet. And um, and then on top of a turnover, I really want to see the defense get after Russell Wilson, get a few sacks, you know, maybe three, four sacks or whatever. And uh, as far as the offense, I hope Josh Jacobs is able to run all over them like he usually does against the Broncos because. For me personally, I have uh, Josh Jacobs on, on my uh, face football team, so hopefully he balls out. And um, I feel like if our running game is able to do good, and that's going to open up the passing game, and we're able to swing it down to Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and all them guys. And, uh, yeah, man, if we're able to uh, do those those few things in Sunday's game, then I feel like we're able we're going to be able to come out with a win. And then I had one more question. I had a, another question for you. Um, do you think that we're sometime, I mean, in the game, possibly, we'll, we'll, we'll see Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, and uh, Tyler Wilson out uh, uh, on the field at the same time? Um, I feel like that would be really good uh, to create pressure and get to the quarterback. So uh, what do you think about that? And, yeah, TNG, thank you. Um Congratulations on your, uh, you getting elevated to working for ESPN now. So, yeah, can you do your thing? Love listening to the podcast and, uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your day, Q and Raider Nation. And, uh, yeah, just win, baby. Let's go Raiders. Thank you for the call, boss. I do appreciate you. And, yeah, man, it's every single year. And it's funny, I, I, I said it out loud on my radio show on Tuesday. I was like, man, I just don't get it. Every year, the Broncos get a ton of love, and then they never prove to be anything. So why do they continue to get love? Like, man, show me. Show me. Prove to me that you're going to be that team. And then I thought about it while I was saying it out loud, and sometimes this happens. I was like, well, you know what? When the national media, like ESPN, has the Raiders ranked 25th, like I talked about on Tuesday's show, well, they're, they're probably saying the same thing that I was saying on my radio show. Well, show me. You're going to be a better team? Show it. You haven't shown it in a long time. Prove that you're going to be that better team. So immediately when I said that, it all of a sudden made sense to me. So, again, it's all about you know show and tell. But it does seem like the Broncos always get a lot of love. And now that Sean Payton's back, it's like, oh, they're going to be that much better. Are they? Are they gonna, is he going to turn things around that fast? Maybe he will. I, I don't see it, but maybe he will. I, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's just funny that, you know, the Chargers always get a ton of love. Their expectations are always high, and somehow they, they don't make it happen. Just like the last time we saw them play, they were up 27 nothing in the playoffs and lost. <laughs> right? I mean, that's that's the last thing we saw from the Chargers was an L after being up 27 nothing in the playoffs. That can't happen. But it did, right? That, if anything, is a fire, fireable offense. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> the guys from Locked On Chiefs told me that, you know, Josh McDaniels is going to get fired this season because winning uh, is is something that you have to do in the league or you can get fired. Uh, that was one of the 
slight disputes that we had on our on our uh, ultimate crossover edition uh, the, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, which you know to me it's it's, it's cool, no problem, no sweat. You know uh, these guys they know better than me, so I'll just go ahead and, and let it roll. But thought it was pretty funny that uh, you pointed that out. When if anything is a fireable offense, it's being up twenty seven nothing in the playoffs and finding a way to lose that game. That is a fireable offense. But again. That's just me. So we'll see. You know, maybe maybe the Raiders and the Broncos will all of a sudden surprise everyone. I think the Raiders have an opportunity to. I think the Broncos are going to be better. I just don't think they're going to be better right away. But again, that's just me. So that's all I got time for on today's show. Again, tomorrow, speaking of the Broncos, uh, the return to the crossover edition, the first one for 2023, uh, Cody Rourke, uh, Say- Sayer-, Sayer Benninger. I always say his name wrong. I hate that. Uh, anyway, we'll get his name right tomorrow on the crossover edition. It'll be both those guys and then me, and we'll talk all things. We'll break it down, all things Broncos and all things Raiders. We'll do it here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. So until then, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.